uh, thank you again for uh, such a phenomenal turnout for today's, mm -hmm. uh, for this evening's screening. And I'm delighted that we have such a distinguished group of panelists. So I'm going to quickly introduce them and then we'll, we'll jump right into, uh, into a moderated discussion and then Q&A. So to my left is Ambassador Mary Beth Leonard. She is the U.S. Ambassador to the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Ambassador Leonard was previously the representative of the United States to the African Union between 2016 uh, to 2019, as well as the U.S. Permanent Representative to the U.N. Economic Commission for Africa, UNICA. She has served as the U.S. Ambassador to the Republic of Mali, as well as an Economic and Consular Officer in Yaoundé, Cameroon, Vinhook, Namibia, Lome, Togo. She's also served as a political and economic officer in Cape Town, South Africa, and thereafter as the Deputy Chief of Mission in Suriname. To her left is uh, Ben Oyokin, who is the Council General of Nigeria uh, in New York. Prior to this, he served as the Protocol Liaison Officer, as well as the Special Assistant uh, to the President of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, positions he held since 2001. Previously, he served as the Protocol Liaison Officer to the Vice President of the Federal Republic of Nigeria from 2008 to 2010. Earlier in his service, he held posts in Bielsa State, uh, including the Chief of Protocol in the Government House from 2005 to 2007, and Head of Protocol to the Deputy Governor. And finally, to his left, Scott Eisner. He's the President of the U.S. Business Center um, at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. He was also an officer at the Chamber, serving as the Senior President. Uh, Mr. Eisner uh, represents the Chamber's interest in Africa through its U.S. African Business Center, the business community's leading advocacy group aimed at strengthening U.S.-African trade relations. He also directs the strategic activities of the Chamber as it engages with senior level U.S. business, U.S. government officials, international business leaders, and African governments. We also, as you may have seen in the agenda, we had um, Charlotte uh, Ashamu from the uh, Smithsonian um, Museum of African Art. She was unfortunately unable to join us at the very last minute, but we'll all try to do our best without her. <laughs> and in fact, what I was going to ask Charlotte to do is to give us a little bit of uh, table setting about the Nollywood film industry. Scott's going to help us a little bit, and, and, and Ben on the economic side, mm -hmm. but I just wanted to pivot from this movie, because I think that many of you may know that Nollywood is the second largest film industry by volume in the world. Uh, you may know how prolific uh, this film industry is. Many, many, many films per week. In fact, there's a, a famous Nigerian producer known as Mr. Prolific. <laughs> you know probably about the DVDs that are sold in Leki and Wuse and Kano and Abba and Onisha. Uh, and you're thinking about Nollywood, maybe perhaps until this film is of sort of low production, limited plot. But because this film industry really connects with Nigerians, with themes of love and betrayal, uh, themes about conflict and deception, and then as the movie showed, triumph, I think that many in the Nigerian film industry and the international community realize that this film industry has a lot more potential. And so we saw DSTV, multi-choice, the South African firm, pick up many Nollywood films in its um, African magic channels. We started to see the growth of African theater houses in Abuja, in Lagos, and other places where they're showing these films, and the emergence of what I think this film represents, which is the new Nigerian cinema, also known as New Nollywood. And you can see the quality of this film, uh, the production value. I don't think Enugu's ever looked more attractive as a city. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and this is why Netflix has picked up this movie and is now doing lots of content. This is why Canal Plus is looking for Nollywood films to put on its channels. This is why Star Times is looking at it. So today we're going to talk uh, with our panel about its economic potential. And then we're going to talk a little about, as I alluded to in the beginning, about its soft power. So Scott, maybe I can start with you and just tell us a little bit about how the US business community thinks about Nollywood in terms of its potential. Yeah, thanks very much, Judd, and, and your excellencies, plural, uh, both on stage and anyone who else thinks they're excellent in the audience, thanks so much for coming tonight, because um, you all are. Uh, so in the context of Nollywood, I think the, the, there's three layers that we want to look at, at this engagement here. 
One of which is power, power of storytelling, power of diversity of thought, power of engagement. And I think that's the really the driving force behind where the business community looks towards opportunities globally. Um, it's that empowering factor that can lift lives up, that can actually drive new people's thinking and really break down a lot of those cultural barriers, whether you saw it in this one in the different states or you look across the United States um, and how much that entertainment industry can drive communities into a place of mutual understanding. I think as, as business people, we begin to accept and, and really think forward looking um, towards these ideas of, of incorporating um, multi-layer of thoughts. And, and when you bring together that culture that businesses strive to have, you really bring a better performance of, of your employees, you bring a better performance of life around you in this communal aspect. And so when you look at what the US film industry in its own right has done over the years of building um, you know, $43.4 billion of, of revenue over the years, Nollywood producing some 25,000 uh, films, accounting at some point for 1.4% of Nigerian GDP. I mean, it's impossible not to see it as an intrinsic part of the value system that Nigeria offers. So I think when American businesses look at the economic landscape of Nigeria, it's not just the population base. It's the reality that it's breaking down barriers of connectivity. So when we watch a movie like the one we saw today, that it's no longer a foreign place to do business. It's just a place to do business. And I think that is really the power of Nollywood as it gets escalated and builds up its repertoire of, of storytelling, of engagement. I mean, we just saw a film about business, mm -hmm. stole through the eye, told through the eyes of love um, and strengthening, and really, at the end of the day, empowerment of a woman to be the chief executive, a story that probably wouldn't have been told in an Hollywood film or any American film, for that matter, for years. And it's so great to see something like that, where you see really evolving thought around um, th film is, is, is having continuity with where business is and seeing that, that powerful woman come up at the end and say, this is, my, this is my company and this is all of our companies, I think is where business is also looking today. So to give you some context around culture, that was a riff. I have no experience in the movie industry, so I don't know if that was helpful or not. <laughs> no, I think that's, that's very helpful. And I don't know where our audience is on the camps of whether or not this film uh, should have qualified for an Academy Award. Um, I thought there was way more than 10 minutes of Ebo in there, but that was just to my ear. Um, but I think the silver lining on this snub by the Academy Award is the profile this mm -hmm. raised for this movie. And I wonder, Scott, um, or maybe Ambassador, if, if this gave Nollywood a little more of a push into the American business community or just the American psyche. Mm. Yeah, two seconds. I mean, I was scrolling through the other night of just films in general, um, and it's amazing to see the diversity of films that are on Netflix and other panels. But I mean, so much density of African-made films now occur um, across the board. Uh, it really does bring a higher level of, of understanding. There was a terrifying fact um, that was put out by USC last year around the UNGA times, uh, two years ago, it said 70% of portrayals of African writ large, poor choice of the continental approach to Africa, but 70% of all portrayals of Africans were um, gang-related or war-torn or some sort of violence-related thing. And I think we have to get to a point where that isn't the impression that Americans have of an entire continent, of millions of people. Um, and I think the elevation of a film like this to international standards of, of, of elitism in a positive light is really changing the way that I know my business community sees the continent. Like I said, at the end of the day, it's just saying I'm doing business you know, uh, with another business, not defining it by what it is any longer. And I think that's a really positive outcome. Ambassador, did this, did this the Academy Awards mm -hmm. uh, and that whole controversy, did that change the way people talk to you about Nollywood or this film? No, I mean, not, I would say, well, first of all, you know, I've spent a whopping three months already in Nigeria, so I've, uh, so far, spoken to one Nigerian filmmaker, in fact, Genevieve, uh, because I knew that I was coming here, and, and of course, you know, there was some disappointment behind it, but also, um, uh, she said that it, well, uh, first of all, the notoriety that brought with it was yeah. fabulous for the movie, um, and she also had the feeling that uh, the Academy was sort of thinking a little bit about what it is that they meant, you know, it was, uh, it was supposed, it started life as a foreign language film category, and then they called it uh, international films and then disqualified this one for not being in foreign languages. And it's like, well, what do we mean? Do we mean foreign language films or do we mean international films? Um, she is, uh, first of all, content with the, the, the publicity that came with that and also that you know this is the film that she would have made because this is the combination of languages in which the environment that she is depicting speaks. Um, and so she's, uh, she was, she's, well, justifiably very proud of the product. Good. 
Mr. CG, I'd like to ask you a question about what the Nigerian government is doing to promote Nollywood. There was a couple of really good speeches and um, presentations by senior ministers recently. How do you think about um, what are the challenges for this industry to grow? What can your government do to um, elevate it and create more jobs through it? Thank you very much. Uh, particularly the issue about uh, access to finance is one of the basic issues for them. Then the issue about regulation, you know, there's a lot of piracy in the industry, a lot are losing uh, revenue in the, in the product they have uh, turned out to the market. So what government is trying to do or we've been doing is to uh, uh, strengthen the regulatory uh, framework in existence, particularly the IP, which we are a part of it in the, um, uh, some of the regulatory uh, uh, bodies for like uh, the Nigerian uh, Copyright Commission. You know, government continue to strengthen the uh, enforcement mechanism. You know, then uh, you also have the census board is there, then uh, film and video census board. Then uh, the aspect of uh, protecting the economic rights of the filmmakers and even the, the, the moral rights is very important to them because uh, when they put so much in production of films and uh, if this industry is not protected, mm -hmm. you know, it will be a disincentive to uh, those who will uh, be creative. You know, so government also have decided to uh, uh, create deliberate uh, 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 ways of uh, encouraging uh, funding windows you know, government has been very supportive in that direction in terms of uh, providing uh, funds through uh, the Bank of Industry in Nigeria. And also the Central Bank uh, last year rolled out some uh, form of uh, creative uh, industry fund for the industry, just to encourage them to put the value proposition to the growth of the industry. So there's so many other incentives that government is also, you know, encouraging based on the private sector uh, partnership too is going on. Then um, also issues about uh, uh, co-production. You know, in terms of uh, treaty uh, with international community. You know, uh, so that they'll be able to do film production, maybe in US. You know, going to uh, even in Nigeria, so that uh, they won't have those restrictions in terms of partnering with uh, international, uh, you know, filmmakers because uh, they need to play big in a very qualitative way to be acceptable in the international market. Mm -hmm. Well, you're, you're in New York, so it's a, it's a hub of, of creatives for U.S. What is the pitch that you give when you meet a, a U.S. business uh, person who's interested in teaming up with Nollywood? What's the selling point uh, from your point of view, from your government's point of view? Well, well uh, like what I've just said, you know, there's a lot that uh, they, they, can, they can invest in, particularly the issue about uh, film production. Uh, so particularly the issue about uh, creating laws, like we are here now like in a cinema setup, but this is what Nigeria really needs. This is open for business. Nigeria is having about uh, 770, 70, uh, 770 local government. If an investor is interested in investing in community <coughs> cinemas alone. That is an area of a great return on investment. You know, population of Nigeria is big. Nigeria, Nigeria is the destination where you are guaranteed with a return on investment. Apart from that, you also uh, can invest in issues about uh, 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 building uh, um, studios. You know, you have some big studios uh, in the international community, for example, in the um, US, you have uh, 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 the, the Hollywood studio in uh, mm -hmm. LA, then Allmark, you know, Universal Studio, and all of those studios. So in that way, they, they, you, you reduce the stress in producing films. You know, there will be one stop, uh, stop shop. They'll be able to uh, get into a studio and get all that they need. and. Uh, uh, the, the time to produce a film will be reduced, the cost element and the quality will also be there. All those areas are also open for investment 
you know, the aspect of distribution too is an issue. You know, channels of distribution are, are very competitive and uh, it's not very structured. So those who invest in that area too will, will actually uh, 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 be growing the industry and be playing big in that direction too. Then we need to also think about uh, 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 infrastructure. The environment of the uh, doing that business is, is important. Some, some actually uh, looking up to partner with uh, you know, big players in the area of uh, uh, structure, infrastructural development in the film industry. So since it's a business, government cannot uh, come into all of this area, but it's open for you know, for the, for the market, for people to take advantage. And Nigeria is playing big in terms of there's a growing uh, uh, domestic market for female industry. And uh, like what you have seen, the quality is there. And uh, they've got the stories. And they have the, 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 the talent. And uh, just uh, the other area I can mention quickly is also capacity building. Yeah. You know, people are beginning to open up, uh, you know, uh, schools for this industry and uh, if you invest in it too, that is another area that uh, uh, the, the industry players will take advantage of. So these are one of the areas that uh, are very open for business. It's always a little awkward when we host these events because I'm not an econ guy, right? The econ stuff, you go to Scott, I <laughs> think more about politics and foreign relations. And so I wanted to ask Ambassador Leonard to talk a little about the soft power mm -hmm. of the Nigerian film industry. Mm -hmm. I think that it's still um, underexplored and underutilized mm -hmm. uh, by the Nigerian government. And then I think that there's some challenges for us to figure out how do we navigate into this space. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it would be wonderful, ma'am, to hear your thoughts on how do Nigerians benefit from Nollywood as a brand? Mm -hmm. How does the Nigerian government interact mm -hmm. with it? And then what do US diplomats, US foreign policy uh, practitioners think about how do we sort of work through it. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I just wanted to observe that the reason I'm back in Washington this week is because we're having, which today had the Binational Commission, which is our uh, formal check-in mechanism between the governments of the United States and Nigeria. And just so happened that the theme this year was um, uh, innovation and ingenuity. Um, if countries have personalities, I think you would say that the United States and Nigeria share those attributes. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really uh, delightful to see this film get picked up by Netflix and, and really further that partnership uh, between the U.S. and the Nigerian film industry. Um, the, uh, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a really good reason in particular to spur us on in our work on international and IPR protections, which is one of, which is one of the work plans, if you know, to get you into the wonky details of the BNC that we're working on. Um, uh, but something that's very important to make sure that you know people get to retain the value of their of their of their, of their creative thought and work. Um, but you know there really are ways to use the the soft power that's associated with it. I mean, um, if you speak to Genevieve, you know talk, when she, you ask her what she was trying to convey in this film, she talks about things like. Well, first of all, the realities of women in the workplace, but also uh, reminding Nigerians that you know the pot of gold is not only someplace else. There's magic at home, and that you can be uh, have you know creative things that are going on, diverse things. Um, it, you know, it, it, there's it's a it's a powerful tool for social change. Even I mean, my own embassy, my predecessors. Uh, you know, we have all kinds of relationships with uh, American Film Showcase. We send people back and forth uh, to collaborate on things. Uh, we sponsor or we are involved in some documentary film festivals that happen in Nigeria. And for example, we encouraged uh, um, uh, someone to make a documentary about the imam who uh, protected hundreds of Christians uh, during a, a, one of the recent atta you know, attacks in recent years on, on religious grounds and to just get that message out there. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a great tool for telling compelling stories. And, and so that, that particular movie was called Sowing Hope, if you haven't seen it. It's uh, the, during the during the last uh, crisis in Joss. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a vehicle to talk about the things that we together uh, think are important. Um, it's, a, it's a vehicle for Nigerians to hear more about themselves. You know, uh, the film industry, you, once upon a time, you know, a bunch of people grew up watching American films, and so do Nigerians maybe know more about American history yeah. than Nigerian history? And how is this a, an element of, of identity and, and pride and nation building? It's, uh, it's very special. And I mean, this films, not only are they available on streaming services, but Nollywood films are often uh, dubbed in French 
<laughs> dubbed in Lingala. I mean, the Nigerians are, I think, defining mm -hmm. uh, a big part of African culture because they're the, f the first foot forward. Mm -hmm. uh, the South Africans may have something to quibble about that, uh, but I think it is true that Nigerians are often an American's first interaction with, African mm -hmm. on, with an African on the screen. Mm -hmm. You said something, ma'am, about messages, and mm -hmm. for me, not only is this movie enjoyable, mm -hmm. funny, we had a, lot of, a couple of good you know, responses from the audience, but this message at the end really resonated to me because Lionheart, this southeastern company, mm -hmm. predominantly Igbo company, the way it solved its problem mm -hmm. was in a partnership with the North. Yep. And uh, it wasn't on the nose, right? Like mm -hmm. they didn't hit mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. But I, I've always thought that when Nigeria is struggling to address a problem, it is when there is this cross-ethnic, cross-regional, cross-religious sort of relationship that is built. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, Ada says it in the film, we have the same values. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if Genevieve mentioned that, but I was really struck mm -hmm. by how, what an important message for Nigeria that was yeah. and how it wasn't preachy, yeah. it wasn't sort of overdone, mm -hmm. but it just sort of, you walked away with a very early sense of a, mm -hmm. a unified Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Indeed. <laughs> okay, good. Well said. <laughs> yes. So what we're going to do is mm -hmm. we are mindful of your time because you've been with us since 4 o'clock, but we do want to open up for a little uh, Q&A for our panelists. So uh, my team has got mics, and if you just want to raise your hands, and then we will uh, turn to a couple of uh, Q&A. So uh, in the front, right here, Marielle. And if you could just stand up and introduce yourself, I think it's really important always to say here, these are questions, so they have to end with a question mark. They're not all <laughs> questions, because those of us who are experts in this field don't have to ask questions, although I may have a question, but it's rhetorical. I'm pleased the ambassador is here, mm -hmm. and of course, uh, the ambassador from New York, but I would have liked more representation from Africans who know what's going on. Because for, for instance, Nollywood is not new. And secondly, Lionheart is not the first Netflix. There was Wedding Party. You all know about the Wedding Party movie. Yeah, so 2016, Nollywood was uh, 2018. So, mm -hmm. you know, what you're talking about in terms of investments, um, there's an element to it on youth using, you know, capitalizing on the high unemployment rate. That's my question to the uh, Nigerian ambassador. Uh, what incentives can the Nigerian government uh, give to Nollywood to maybe hire more youth or maybe expand the, uh, the horizon for others to participate? You mentioned um, training, uh, capacity. We don't need capacity building. Come on now, in, in acting. That's, you know, yeah, in Nigeria is number two behind Bollywood. Yeah, so that's not an issue. So in the reg with regard to youth, please comment on that, the incentives that can be provided to uh, Nollywood to do that. And secondly, on the IP, how do we deal with the devaluing of the actresses? I don't know. It's linked to the IP question, which the ambassador alluded to, and I think you did, the, both ambassadors alluded to. Because I checked um, Genevieve, who's the most popular. She's like the Julia Roberts. Those of you who are young probably don't know the Julia Roberts of Nigeria, so to speak. She ends, she's worth only six million, six, seven million. Julia Roberts is worth over 100 million, right? So how do we start valuing you know, I know it's linked to the IP and others, but how do we, you know, change that dynamics for the, af the average uh, or the best so-called Nigerian actress to be more competitive? Bearing in mind the difference in value, Naira versus dollars or whatever. Sir, may I turn to you to answer that question? Well, well thank you very much. In fact, um, you know, as a government, what we need to do is to create the environment conducive for these talents to come out. You have said they don't need training. So once the environment is right, the youth can uh, come into the industry. You know, The aspect of uh, uh, CBN intervention fund we talk about is that creative finance industry. So it's targeted at the youth, the talented ones. You know, So the corporate financing op op option may not be very good for, for them because of uh, collateral requirements and all of that. 
So it, it is structured in, su in such a way that it is easy, you know, for 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 the for the industry to access it. So in the past, certain funds, particularly the aspect of a, a bank of industry, the fund was there, but some people were unable to access it, but because of the conditions attached to it. But the government began to review all of these things and bring it, you know, lower in interest, so, so that it becomes easier for people to access. So improving the environment can solve that issue. The same thing about the value. Government may not you know, be involved with so much in terms of uh, interacting with them on what to do, but what do we need to do to empower them, to create the environment necessary for them to operate? I think that's what we can do to uh, achieve this purpose. Scott? Yeah, I, I think touching on the, the value of, of someone's wealth, um, you know, the, the reality is, is this piracy issue is a huge issue, right? It's what drives or crushes industries globally. Um, in the U.S. alone, Chamber came out with a report recently that said U.S. film and television makers lose at least $29.2 billion a year on global piracy. Uh, you know, if you look at that, it's a $45 billion industry that's more than uh, half its worth on an annual basis. And I think that gets to the heart of the question. One is... There's plenty of opportunities for youth in the Nollywood industry or any global film industry because it's going to be the key grips. It's the kids running back and forth with meals, doing craft services. I mean, it's his own self-contained environment, but you can't pay for them on goodwill and hope, right? So you really have, as government, have to figure out ways to crack down on the online piracy, uh, on the protection of those copyrights, because without it, you're industry creators. You can have every incentive on earth. You can have every tax scheme on earth, but if you can't create a consistent revenue stream, you can't go to a Zenith bank or others to help finance it. You can't go to those independent uh, television producers to, to help finance it. Now that somehow gets overtaken to some degree by streaming licensees and others because it does then filter out on the internet. But you know, to your point, you want to know what's better? Tell everyone that goes out to the market and gets a, a knockoff film to stop buying it. Uh, tell every kid who's online to stop watching that film. It'll help her uh, reach that Julia Roberts uh, feet in no time. But <laughs> until you can knock down the piracy issue, you can't grow an industry. And that's true of everything on Earth. Pastor, do you have any comments or would you like to go to No, nope, we can go to another question. All right, why don't we go to yeah. another question? Sir? Thank you very much. Uh, um, I think I'm going to sound more like a contrarian here. Um, the Nigerian entertainment industry, including the film industry in Nigeria, is thriving uh, not because of the Nigerian government. I know that we all say government should be involved in facilitating, creating the environment for these things to continue to thrive. But my fear is that anything Nigerian government touches goes bad. And I would want to say yes. I think there should be a balance to it, but you know, by and large, my sentiment will be the less the Nigerian government gets involved with the entertainment industry, the better. I think that is why that is probably the most creative aspect of, the, of Nigeria today. And the reason why they are there is because the government has not really made a whole lot of uh, intrusion into it. So I, I would say, yes, let uh, the Nigerian government continue to create that environment, but my other feeling is let them just have minimal uh, input into how that Sir, do you, do you have a question? For the That's panel? my comment. That's your point. Okay, maybe we'll have a question uh, in the back. Uh, hi, everybody. Bumi, I work for Chevron. Thank you to John and the great team for putting this up. Ambassador, nice to meet you again. Thank you, Scott. I think my question is really for Scott. Um, a lot of us know that the way movies are measured out here is success at the box office. A lot of your international movies that are made here get into Africa, not only Nigeria, other countries. So what would you say is the opportunity for Nollywood and African movies to get into your theaters here, if at all there's an opportunity? And what should Nigerian filmmakers be focused on, you know, to make their films are entertaining or, no, the word is not entertaining, to make people want to come see their movies if they're here in your box office and your theaters? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. I think Part of it is, is just cultural awareness, and this is a really kind of blanket statement that Americans in general are fairly naive towards 
Africa in general, um, and we know this from a series of data. So I think it's, it's figuring out ways to get in front of movie houses. We all rely on studios to, to look at the arc of a, a film's life, whether it starts at a lot, ends up in a theater, and ends up in a, in a Blu-ray stuck on a shelf somewhere for the rest of our lives. Um, but it's really trying to figure out innovative ways to look at some regional micro theaters around the country uh, or even some of the larger chains uh, which have been acquired by you know, studios around the world whether it's Chinese companies or whatnot um, but really finding opportunities to do festivals around the excellence of African and Nigerian and specific uh, Nollywood productions. I don't see that happening a lot throughout the United States. It probably does happen in markets um, where there's where there's heavy Nigerian populations because you know you can bank on people attending it but getting beyond those so working with consul generals throughout the United States to do these types of uh, as the ambassador pointed out, they do this in the embassy in Nigeria. So how do we get that done around the United States and how do we bring the level of attention up? But I think the storylines of humanity are what plays these days. Um, you know, I think the storyline of Lionheart, of, of perseverance, of making mistakes, of owning up to your, your liabilities of life, how you're, we're all fallible, um, and how we can achieve something are things that we all embrace these days. We're in a tough environment globally these days, whether it's a, viruses or politically, like we're in a weird place as a, as, a, as, a, as a global community. So finding stories that draw our emotions out are the places that I would invest money in if I were looking at an Hollywood film, I don't, or any film that is. I don't need to invest in another Cops and Robbers movie. I've seen a thousand of those. But I do want to see stories of how human lives interact. And I think that's why, and, and a lot of Nollywood does draw on that. So I think there's an opportunity here to take a story and change the way we all view each other, um, which is really, I think, the objective of film from its roots is changing perspectives across the board and making us all feel like we're, for at least a short period of time, part of a community. I mean, we saw that outpouring around uh, the tragedy of Kobe Bryant's uh, and the, the other lives that are lost. Like for a moment in time, no one in the world looked at their skin or looked at their checkbooks to understood where they sat in society. They were all affected greatly. And that's kind of the equalizer of the movie industry, right? You can sit in an audience of people you've never seen before and you're all equal for that you know, hour and a half or whatever it was today. So I think that's how I look at it. Ambassador, any thoughts on how to get uh, Nollywood films into the US theaters? Well, I think that the, uh, the the attention over the over the Oscar thing is is a great one. I mean, that people be uh, even if it didn't end up as a, as a nominee, that is a, for U.S. film as for any other film, that is a way to draw attention to something. That there is a film that is worthy of that caliber, um, that is worthy of that attention, um, and uh, you know, indeed, to get it out uh, through uh, the Nigerian government's own efforts here in the United States. I think that there is an appetite for you know, I'm. I'm I'm an Africanist, so I think this is great. I would I would go to see this in the movie theater in a heartbeat. Uh, but as you know, again, they are universal themes, and and so just to get the word out there about the the fabulous quality and the interesting and engaging stories. Yeah, I mean, I saw Parasite, uh, the South mm -hmm. Korean film, in a theater here. I would see Lionheart, and I think. Uh, we hopefully will have a creative series on literature, but if you look at the way Nigerian literature is, is dabbling in, in thrillers, in, in science fiction, um, I think there's going to be some really unique Nigerian stories that will translate really well in the film that will be appealing to a specific audience. I would also say that theaters in Maryland, I've been to many in Nollywood festivals here in, in Maryland because of a large Nigerian population. Let's hear another round of questions. Oh, now we have a lot. Wow. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're just going to take a, a group. This is really critical that it's a question, not a point. So uh, why don't we do the two folks there, and then we'll come back to this side for the last round of questions. Hi, uh, my name is Ibrahim Gumel. Uh, my I have a question, but I'll make a comment first. <laughs> I don't think that was part of the equation. No. Yeah. Um, so part of the message that uh, Lionheart was uh, trying to portray, uh, like was uh, captured uh, perfectly, I think it's unity. Because uh, some of you that know about Nigeria uh, would know that there is a lot of friction between the southeast, the north, the southwest. but. Uh, to be honest, this uh, movie shows that uh, the, there is a chance for unity and that there is greatness in unity. And uh, there is also something that uh, not many Nollywood movies do, do uh, which is portraying Northerners as uh, successful mm. Uh, mm. people. They usually show them as uh, security or guard, guard men in their movies with a very poor accent, very poor English. But uh, this movie didn't do that. 
they kind of upgraded, uh, or rather they show that, yes, in every society they are different, they are rich, they are poor, they are, so they did that well, which I think uh, Genevieve should be commended for doing mm -hmm. that. Uh, so my question is, uh, my first question is, uh, what effort, <laughs> yeah. uh, what effort is uh, the Nigerian government, uh, the Council General and the Ambassador also, what efforts are they, practical efforts are they making to bring attention uh, to the Nigerian movie industry uh, here in the US and uh, back in Nigeria. The Nigerian part is uh, because the Nollywood is just, there is Kanyewood also, for some of you that uh, maybe know a bit about uh, Nigerian film industry, which also is equally big, but uh, nobody knows about that. So is there a, a practical effort that the embassy is doing mm -hmm. to highlight Kanyewood also as part of Nollywood? And uh, the, the Nigerian government here, is there any effort to have events and uh, maybe screenings like this where people will be invited and uh, such uh, discussions can happen so that uh, business leaders eventually will catch up and the investment will later flow? Are there any efforts uh, for something like that to be done? Great, and then uh, there was someone sitting right next to you that, that asked for a question too, yes. Um, good evening, everyone. Um, my name is Saadetu Hamu. I'm an LLM candidate at Georgetown University. My question is to Your Excellency. Um, I'm really pleased to hear that uh, the theme for the BNC meeting is on innovation and ingenuity. Mm -hmm. My question is how do we ensure that this conversation on innovation is inclusive of those who are driving innovation in Nigeria? So I'm, I'm sorry, could you repeat that last How part? do we ensure that this conversations and collaborations mm -hmm. on innovation in Nigeria between the US and Nigeria is inclusive of those who are driving innovation in the country and in particular I'm referencing the startups who leverage on technology and also the investors who go back to Nigeria from here to mm -hmm. invest in Nigerian companies how do we also ensure that beyond accessing U.S. funding in these startups, we're able to retain those intellectual property rights in Nigeria? Because I find it will be really hard to decide, for government to decide what happens on companies if the startups that are driving these innovations are not even part of this conversation. Mm -hmm. So my so question is, how do we ensure that it's a collaborative conversation? We have, uh, I think, Her two Excellency. questions for you, Ambassador. My question is to the Ambassador. Oh. Okay. So we have two questions for you, Ambassador, and one question for you, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, CG. Thank you very much. Um, let me uh, correct an impression, you know, particularly the, 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 the industry in Kano you're referring to. Governments uh, don't discriminate in that uh, wise. Yeah. The CBN Intervention Fund, if you look at GVC, the title is uh, Creative Financing Industry. It's not Nollywood. It doesn't call it that way. So it's for all. So that takes care of that aspect of it. So there's no discrimination in that aspect, even though our friends say we should not be involved in, you know, <laughs> government should not be involved, but you can't do without the government you know, at different level, whether I want to do business or your private life, government need to protect your, mm -hmm. you know, your, your life and property and all of that. So it's part of the issues we have. We need to know what we want, really, and uh, partner with government, you know, to better the society. So sometimes government don't have all the answers to issues. Individuals need to, you know, be supportive to what government is doing. So the other issue will be the, the aspect of what do we do to encourage, you know, uh, um, organize this kind of uh, gathering to create awareness. Yes, that is uh, something we do constantly. I can give you an example. My last post was in Geneva. I was in, uh, uh, my DEX was uh, uh, intellectual property organization, and part of it was uh, I was encouraging uh, the the screening of Nigerian film. The last one I did was uh, The CEO by uh, Kunle. Uh, uh, you know, so that's what we do in, in terms of the what they need, regulatory issues, 
you know, we stimulate discussions on uh, the awareness for them to know their rights in the industry and see what we can do to strengthen the, the enforcement mechanism back home. So those are the things that can actually uh, you know, encourage and make them know that government is concerned about what they are doing and uh, uh, ready to protect and support them. So it's a constant thing. Even in New York, I've done it several times in, uh, uh, in, uh, in New York. Uh, last year, we also went to LA. There was a Nollywood in Hollywood. So we were also represented. All these are to encourage uh, you know, the activities of this uh, film industry. Thank you. I would say, um, first of all, uh, it, well, indeed, I mean, you know, IPR is inherently a government function, so, so there you are. I think if you're going to protect that, you're, you're, we're going to have to go that way. But I think further to the, and I'm not still quite sure, I've, I've gotten the question on the inclusivity, but I would say that, you know, we're trying very hard to connect uh, U.S. and Nigerian filmmakers. The, the American Film uh, Showcase is a collaboration between the State Department and the University of California School of Cinematic Arts. Uh, we send filmmakers there to learn their craft. We bring U.S. filmmakers to do masterclass workshops at the Nigerian Film Institutes in uh, Abuja and Lagos and, and Joss and, um, and, and participate in film festivals. And I think that there is something to be said for bringing creative people from two different nations together and having a cross-pollination on how they might work together and how they give each other access uh, to the resources and to the, the minds uh, of the industry on the other side. So I think that, that, that something that organically grows into more of a uh, American filmmaker appreciation for what's going on in, in, in Nollywood um, that, that begins to, to drill into the reception, the reception that Nigerian films uh, get in the United States. If cool American filmmaker says they need to be working with cool Nigerian filmmaker, this person, um, that's going to go somewhere and bring it into a more global perspective. We'll do a last round of questions, sir. You've been patient, and then and a man behind you. Thank you, uh, Madam Ambassador. Uh, thank you, Jod, Scott, and uh, Mr. Ambassador. Um, my, uh, well, I think uh, the gentleman uh, here started with uh, precepts and then questions. So I'm just going to drop a few comments and then questions. Um, my first uh, comment is. Uh, the security situation in Nigeria is what it is. It's uh, very complicated right now. And my first question will be to the uh, uh, consular, to the ambassador, uh, Nigerian ambassador from New York. Um, we get this as, as Nigerian Americans, who are partially based here, and then with a lot of time in and out of Nigeria, we know the hassles that we have to go through to take an American business or an American company, an American investor to Nigeria. Um, last year I had to do a, almost a year-long project in Nigeria in the University of Southern California, as uh, was mentioned here, uh, was actually going to send a film crew with me for the project that I was going to do in Nigeria, but they read the security reports and backed up. And so um, we know that this situation is complicated and the impression that I think the rest of the world, well, certainly Nigerians are getting, the rest of the world eventually catch up to it, is that there seems to be uh, a, a, an unwillingness or, or sort of like uh, being tone deaf to the security situation by the current government. Um, I don't know who's going to take a movie theater to Sambisa Forest, um, and, and I get that. Um, Perhaps nobody's telling the president or the current regime what the true situation is because there's nothing, no body language, no political will has been displayed that it is important for the government to address security. Because Nigerians, I imagine that in the future, the biggest export in Nigeria is going to be arts and culture, such as Nollywood. So, sir, I'm just going to be mindful of everyone's time. What is your question? Okay. Yeah, so the question is, uh, uh, what is the plan for security? Um, that's for the, uh, Mr. the gentleman, Mr. Ambassador. And then a different question for, for Madam Ambassador. Let me just box it in so everybody takes their notes at this time. So, uh, Madam Ambassador, we read very unflattering reports about Nigeria, and it's going to be under your watch very soon. Now, we know that 
southern Nigeria is totally different from northern Nigeria in terms of you know how cosmopolitan and how um, perhaps uh, um, in tune with U.S. values that northern Nigeria is. I think Kanawa people would disagree with you, sir, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but when these reports come, these reports come as one report from Nigeria. And so no investor is going to, an investor who is not going to go to Sambisa Forest doesn't know that he could come to Lagos and do business. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then, and ma'am, uh, Meryl, right next to you. That'll be our last question. My name is Francis Cook. I'm from the Ballard Group. I would like to start with a compliment, since I'm the last questioner to Judd, to thank him for organizing this whole series. It's very long overdue in Washington, and I think the private sector, frankly, can do a lot more in this than the government can. We have more resources. Secondly, The Wedding Party was the first great movie out of Nigeria. I know the lady that sang that great song. Last time I was in Nigeria, I spent a lot of time with her. Um, there's a lot of very deep pockets who are very interested in Africa and in culture right now. I'm thinking of Amazon, Google, Apple, even Jack Dorsey has announced that he's going to go live in Africa. Um, they should be, uh, it seems to me, tapped for what we're talking about here. And do you know if anybody has or what their plans are, particularly several of them own production companies and do streaming. Has anybody approached them for working with Nollywood and with the great, uh, frankly, cinema industry in Senegal, which is where I used to live, and it has a, a very great uh, award-winning um, mm -hmm. uh, cinema as well. Um, have, they interest, have they expressed any interest in that? I've seen them mainly talk about improving Wi-Fi and things like that, yeah. so I'd be interested in that. They have deep pockets, Barry. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to turn to Scott. We'll walk back and end mm -hmm. with the ambassador. But uh, if you have response to any of those questions or you have parting shots. Yeah, no, I'm thankful no one asked me any parting questions. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, w I would just say, look, I, th I think the best thing that I've seen happen is around elevating through, you know, you got to know who your audience is at the end of the day when it comes to trying to get a movie made. I happen to be in an industry, I used to work in the boxing industry for Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis wasn't uh, going to be a heavyweight champion if he didn't understand that the burden of his success of his career as a boxer were on his shoulders, and that's true of the movie industry as well. So I think finding creative partnerships that are outside of the box of our traditional thinking of how films will get made. Justin Bieber wouldn't have been Justin Bieber if, uh, if Usher hadn't seen him on YouTube. Um, so we have to th start thinking unorthodox uh, perceptions of how we might engage here. So going out to Hollywood and finding out, you know, whether it's a, a Will Smith or a Julia Roberts, how do you get them on Team Nollywood early on in this process of development? So getting those folks that are going to back your movie project early on, whether it's through uh, creative licensing agreements, points on the back end of, of deals long term, um, or if it's going to banks that are willing to underwrite it because they understand the exposure and the risk within the Nollywood framework, whether it's on security uh, or immigration or any topic of, of the day. But I think you know, what I would say to anyone in this room that's interested in the creative industries, A, push your government to protect IPR, push your government to give you tax incentives. That's the burden is on them. Outside of that, government should generally stay away from trying to instruct how a film should be made. I have never seen a good film or a good advertisement be made by government. Um, so that would be one. And then be creative. Figure out the unorthodox. I mean, if you're in the movie industry in Nollywood, you should be sending every Hollywood uh, big wig or small wig or whatever wig they might wear uh, your video on a daily basis and annoy the hell out of them until the point where they have to respond. Um, persistence is key in, in the movie industry. I happen to grow up around it. So you, know, you won't get your voice out there unless you're your own major champion. So act like you're, you're the heavyweight champion of the world and, and you'll probably figure out a success. And hopefully government will uh, encourage you but not block you in that process. Consul General, let me turn to you. Yeah, thanks so much for raising that question. In fact, uh, the issue about security is global, you know, particularly terrorism issues, you know, and uh, it's being discussed in different fora. And I'm happy the ambassador who's in Nigeria is also here. Sometimes uh, these things are blown out of proportion. You know, Nigeria is living a normal life. Some people are, in some aspects, is uh, having issue, can't deny that fact. The government is engaging on daily basis and looking for different ways and means, you know, of solving the problems. We're in uh, BNC, those are some of the discussion too, you know. So it is, uh, government is not just folding hands in, in, in the concerns you are, you are raising. So uh, it, it is important also 
for you to begin to appreciate uh, movies like this. You know, uh, Nollywood is telling a, a better story of Nigeria, you know, and uh, they are beginning to document for us, you know, what others cannot tell us. We need to appreciate what we have. Sometimes, uh, you know, uh, imagining that all is bad is always a, a very uh, not good, too good for us, you know. And particularly if uh, you don't see things yourself, you, 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 you might uh, uh, not appreciate uh, what is actually happening back home. I will encourage you sometimes to visit home and to see you know, the same country others are criticizing the richest man in Africa is still there doing his businesses mm. and so many other things are there. So mm. I always travel there. You know, Ambassador just came back from Nigeria. That is not to say there are no issues, but government is also not relaxed. But uh, Nigeria is safe. Government is engaging. The world is also concerned about security generally anywhere, any day, any time. So uh, um, it is important you know uh, government is not relaxed. And uh, if, you, if, you, if you, uh, there's anything you too can do to solve the problem, why not come up also? You know, it, it is very important for us to address this together. Thank you very much. Um, to start with Ambassador Cook's question, I mean, I think that's a fabulous point in that the, the, the tech sector, the American tech sector is, is present in a, uh, an increasing way in Nigeria. And yes, they have started looking first at technology, but then isn't the link with Netflix quite interesting because that's someplace that begins to merge those two worlds and perhaps brings the people together to think of the next logical conclusion. Um, uh, over the course of my foreign service career, there have been many instances in which um, uh, people are unhappy with uh, the system of uh, travel advisories and warnings about talking about our, our, our faithful assessment of uh, what it's like to, to be in a place and our, our considered advice to Americans. Um, I don't, fortunately, I don't believe that we've ever aspired to include an assessment of the relative cosmopolitan nature of different towns um, in a given country. Um, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, we, we, we provide information, people, people make their decisions, and that's our obligation to our citizens to do. Um, I think, you know, getting back to the question we had earlier about how does Nigeria capture the American popular imagination. You know, Nigerian, I'm a lucky girl. I get to live in Nigeria, which has this rich culture. It has fabulous music. It has fabulous writers. It has, you know, they have this burgeoning film industry. And, and the film industry is not the only one that's crossing. You know, the musicians are getting there, too. When you've got Burner Boy hanging out on all three of the late night shows, you know, you begin to give Americans a sense that this is a place with things that are happening. And I think it, it, it increases the receptiveness uh, to, to other uh, cultural channels coming through. Uh, so I'm a lucky girl to live in Nigeria and get to witness this firsthand. Um, and hopefully more and more Americans will realize how lucky they could be uh, to listen to it in their own homes well, and see it. Well, we're going to do our part in trying to help uh, bridge the gap between uh, both the American public, the American foreign policy community, and the Nigerian and African creative industry. So as I said at the outset, uh, this is the start of our creative series. Uh, we have events lined up throughout the year where we'll talk about TV, talk about music, we'll talk about fashion. So I, I hope you'll fashion. join the conversation. Mm -hmm. And um, let me give a round of applause to my uh, panelists. Well done. Now we have a, uh, we have a small reception uh, if you're interested in, in uh, uh, a few uh, beverages and snacks. Thank you.